Everybody to the nations worldwide, this is the Travel Couple Podcast, where we introduce you to a couple travelers who offer their advice on how you can travel the world together while earning money, living that travel lifestyle. We are your hosts, Mike Pletz and Natalie. Tune in every Wednesday as we interview couples living a travel lifestyle, get relationship advice about being on the road with your significant other, and listen how others are struggling and thriving in their personal and business lives while traveling the world. This is your one-stop podcast for travel, relationship, and business goals. Into this episode, we are joined by Chanel and Stevo of How Far From Home. They are a South African couple that quit their ad agency jobs to live a travel lifestyle together. They talk with us about the conference that helped them take the leap to start their travel lifestyle how they work together as two creatives, and how they balance their online presence together. So without further ado, here's our interview with Chanel and Stevo. Today we are joined by Chanel and Stevo of How Far From Home. They are a South African couple who met back in 2010 and in 2015 decided to say goodbye to life in South Africa and start their own journey traveling around the world and are now working to plan their wedding. You can follow them online at howfarfromhome.com. Hello Chanel and Stevo and welcome to the show. Hello, thank you for having us. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. I want to just get started here to get to know a little bit about this two of you a little bit more and what you do. Can you kind of give a, our audience a little rundown about Stevo and Chanel? Yes. So um, we are former ad creatives, I could say, um, who quit advertising to get creatively inspired by traveling. And since then, I guess you could call us photographers and filmmakers. Yeah, I mean, we've been on the road for, geez, I forget now how long we Just over four years. A long time. And, yeah, we've just been creating content uh, as we've went along. And, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much what we're doing now, full-time travel creatives. Awesome. And how did the two of you meet? It was funny, a yeah, blind date. Funny story. <laughs> um, I remember getting an email from – this is when I was working uh, – back home i remember getting an email uh, from a lady upstairs and she was the the subject was date saturday night question mark so uh, i was like okay she has a husband this is interesting um but i'll i'll follow this curiosity anyways i scrolled down and i saw that she wanted to set me up with chanel and i was like okay very pretty um, I've never really done this whole dating thing, you know, I wasn't into it, but let me give it a go. And well, I guess I gave you a call a week later. Yep, you did. And then, uh, I was like, well, why don't you fetch me? Also very brave move, I guess, for a blind date. Yeah. You never so. want to <laughs> arrive in the same car for a blind date. Yeah. So that was, that was tricky. Well, I, I, well, where we were going was going to be a far, far way away. So I didn't feel like driving. So I was like, no, come pick me up. And, um, yeah, since then, I guess it's been, it's been, it's been really good. Two days later, we went on our second date. So one could say it went well. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. That's an awesome story too. And, uh, so where did this kind of all progress? Did you two, were you two both really interested in travel or did one kind of influence the other to live this more travel lifestyle? How did this all begin? 
I think we were both interested in travel, you could say that, but I think Chanel was more interested in exploring the world. Like I was always, you know, let's go away for a weekend, somewhere close, explore South Africa and kind of stay in our, our hometown, but still quite adventurous. Whereas Chanel was like, no, we, we need to go and <laughs> need see to broaden our horizons. We need to broaden our horizons. And she always kept on dropping the hints <laughs> while he was sleeping yeah, I'm i was pretty sure you whispered in my ear <laughs> whispered in his ear <laughs> and i remember we we woke up um the one day we were like this is something i really want to do but it wasn't a reality and we both actually got sent down to a conference in cape town which is where things started to change because we were working in two different countries companies, companies excuse me and we got sent to this um what would you call it, like a design festival, yeah, yeah. creativity festival. Yeah. And there was a guy by the name of Stefan Sagmeister speaking about the power of time off for a creative person and how beneficial it is. And it got us thinking that maybe this is something we should do. Yeah, I mean, I think the the main resistance from Steve's side about, you know, global travel was that it would hinder the career that he was building and growing. You know, we'd been in the ad industry for seven or eight years, so we were well on our way um, up the the ladder, as one one calls it. Um, and I think hearing Stefan Sagmeister talk about how it benefited his career and how working, or, well, I mean, his 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 whole concept was that every seven years he closes his agency and he takes a full year sabbatical to work on personal passion projects. And when he comes back, he's refreshed and he's got new ideas, he's inspired. And I think that kind of was the tipping point for Steve, particularly because yeah. he said, you know, Steve said, listen, like I can see that this can actually benefit us. It, it can um, it won't hinder my, my career. So from then on, we came home and we were like, right, let's let's set up that bank account. Let's start putting all our money away. Let's stop shopping frivolously. Let's stop uh, the small adventures. Let's rather focus on a, on a bigger plan. And, and for a whole year, we saved and, and did that. And then a year later, our lease ended on our apartment and we were like, right, this is a good time. Let's do it. Let's let's fly off. Mm-hmm. That that's incredible too, and and to have that little uh, that little push to to start this lifestyle is really really key for sure. I want to talk to you too about your travels because you've obviously been to a lot of different places. But before I get into that, I want to ask you a simple two word question that I ask all of our guests. It's a simple question, but it has such a complex response, and that is why travel. Why not? That's what I said. Um, why travel? I think everyone has their own reasons for it, which is quite amazing. And I think we also had a very different reason for traveling when we first left to now. So it evolves over time. And I don't think there's, uh, there's a simple answer for us, but we wanted to um, get inspired for our creativity. Well, uh, yeah, yeah. You've, you've literally just taken the words out of my mouth. I think for us, it was very much about getting back to passions and getting back to creativity. I mean, we, you know, when we were working in advertising, it's, it's, it sounds like a, an amazing job and it is, and it was, and we had amazing companies and, and colleagues but, you know, when it comes down to it, you're you're brainstorming ideas for big banks and, you know, it's it's not that creative. Um, and I think 
for us, it was more about, okay, we, we've been working for almost 10 years. Let's, let's try rekindle those, those passions we had as kids and let's try do some, some crazy things that we don't have time to do anymore. And our first year was very much focused on that. We did a lot of volunteer work, which got, you know, got us working with our hands and got me in the kitchen, got me cooking, got, um, Steve carving wood and illustrating. And, you know, it was stuff that we, we wouldn't normally do. So for us, it was, it was about getting back to those, that, that childhood mm-hmm. creative curiosity. And there's really nothing like travel to inspire the mind for sure. I love that you went out on these, on these travels to really draw on some inspiration as creatives. Yeah, hundred percent. And, and, you know, and to get out of our comfort zone. I mean, that, that's also a huge part of it. Definitely, definitely. So where were the two of you last? Where are you right now? And where are you traveling to next? <laughs> where uh, were we last? Last trip, we just came back from oh, a very exciting campaign um, we're working on with a few brands that's going to be launching next month, something very new for us. Um, so uh, we were in Munich, Germany. Yeah. We, well, we did a, we did like a, a a four city Euro trip in a week. So it was Edinburgh, London, Paris, and Munich. So we just came back from Munich. We're currently in Salzburg, Austria, very close to there. And our next trip is scheduled for next weekend. We're off back to South Africa, back to Cape Town. Amazing, amazing. And on, on the, right now in Austria, how long have you been there? We've been here, I think, just over a week. Yeah. Amazing. And how are you liking Austria so far? Absolutely love it. I have a close connection with Austria. My father was born in Salzburg, so we are visiting family here, and we keep coming back to it. It's perfect time to be in in Salzburg now. The spring spring is happening, and the city's coming to life. So yeah, very very good to be back. Mm-hmm. And then if if there's one thing that somebody needs to do when they're in Austria, when they're in Salzburg, what should they do? They should have a big beer and eat a schnitzel. <laughs> and if you're vegan, I would say, what can the vegans eat? Oh, man. They they are making really good um, vegan apfelstrudel these days. Yeah. So definitely have a piece of that. If you're not vegan, you can also have Kaiserschmarrn, which is a, a Fantastic. delicacy. So definitely the food. I mean, the mm. food's a massive highlight for us. Mm-hmm. Now, Chanel, you're vegan, but Steve-O, you're not? No, I would I, I would say I'm uh, a vegetarian most of the times, and then I like to have a bit of meat every now and then. Um, I don't know, it's a tricky one. I, I obviously try to do my part, and I want to try to be as healthy as possible. And I also cook 90% of Correct. the time, so Steve doesn't really have a choice most of the time. Not too fussy, um, so. But I also, I mean, I, I'm not a purist, so, you know, travel is difficult. It is difficult to be a vegan, you know, when you're passing through airports and there is nothing for me. I'm not going to starve myself, so I will have to have a cheat every now and then. But I'd say I aim to be 90% vegan. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, and I can see that being really difficult, especially when traveling. And uh, yeah, so d- definitely just wanted to, because uh, you, you mentioned schnitzel, so I wanted to yeah. get into that <laughs> yeah. a little bit. Yeah, every time I come back, you got to have one. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
So traveling brings a lot of different experiences with it. And I want to jump into these experiences with the two of you, starting with what has been the most rewarding travel experience together? That experience that really opened up your eyes to travel, to traveling as a couple, to anything that really just blew you away with this world of travel. That's a good question. I think, I don't know, every single trip we do has its rewards, of course, but I would say it's funny enough, the, the most difficult journeys we've had seem to be the most rewarding ones in the end. It's almost because you get through it together and you experience all these things. I mean, I can think of one where we, we had a, almost a 20 day road trip through East Africa where we were camping and we were with a whole bunch of other people and we were on these overlander trucks and it was 12 hours of driving and it was just difficult. It was putting up tents in the rain. It was <laughs> everything you can think. Oh, it happened. takes me right back. <laughs> and at the end of it, when we look back through, you know, rose tinted glasses, you only think of the, the good stuff and all the friends we made. And, um, yeah, I mean, that was definitely a rewarding trip and I'd, I'd do it again in a heartbeat. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. And I mean, I love that you say, you know, during it, it's it's painful, it's difficult. But then when you look back on it, you just look back on it so fondly and you think of like the best times with this travel for sure. Yeah, that seems to happen quite a lot with us. And then when we're in it, we're like, ah, this is what travel is like. I remember. Yes. Now, uh, moving this into another direction, I want to talk about your most awkward, your most embarrassing, or your most hilarious travel experience together. Uh, we've had a few, I think. Um, one of one of them I can remember the most. It was it, looking back at it now, it's pretty hilarious, but at the time. Like I said, once again, we weren't what a bunch of amateurs. Yeah, we weren't. We were so silly. We well, we booked a a plane out of Dubai, and we thought Dubai only had one one airport, but well, we were wrong. We were standing in the queue at uh, Dubai International Airport. Luckily, we arrived three hours early. We always give ourselves a little extra time for the hiccups, and and for this time, yeah. I'm really glad we and did. I remember we kept on looking up at the board, and we're like, we're not seeing our flight. What is going on? And we're like, but let's just wait in the queue, speak to the uh, the front desk there. Let let's see if we can work something out. And as we said that, I realized maybe there's another airport in Dubai. Checked on Google. We checked our, um, our tickets. And fair enough, there was, uh, there was a cargo airport and it has one, uh, commercial flight a night. We were on that flight and it was leaving in an hour and a half's time. So we had to get across, uh, the whole of du- Dubai. Essentially, uh, essentially yes. in an hour and a half and, we had to, yeah, yeah, we had to travel by train, run to try find an ATM to draw some cash so we'd have cash for a taxi, run to find a taxi, and then, you know, try and tell this taxi driver to hurry, but also not kill us. So he did drive like a bit of a maniac in hindsight. We probably shouldn't have rushed yeah, I him. I remember shouting at him saying, listen, just drive slower. I don't care if we miss our flight because I was honestly um, scared for our life. Yeah. And then we arrived at the airport and Chanel tripped. Oh, and running, of course. Running. You should never run. No. And it cut your whole leg open. But you still insisted, you still insisted <laughs> to get the change back from the driver. He, from the taxi driver. He, he didn't give us the right change. change. You were like, no, give us the change. <laughs> Anyways, we got in 
And then they had to call medical assistance once we were past the other side. And oh, I think we held up the flight and all. But, but we got on the flight, and it's just <laughs> one of those that you you look back and it's like it's embarrassing and funny yeah. at the same we, we were heading home funny enough it was like yeah. one of the first times that we were heading back home after all these travels so it was what a way to end it right definitely definitely and, and quite an experience for sure i mean a great that you got the flight in the end and th- this uh this might classify as what i'm gonna ask you next i mean what has been your worst travel experience maybe not that one because you did catch your flight in the end maybe that ended up being a good travel experience but what has been your worst i mean it's this is this is always a really tough question to answer because you know we we're very positive people so we always try and look for the positive and i mean steve bringing up that uh road trip we did in africa kind of you know, reminded me of how hot this one night was. We were busy camping in Dar es Salaam, which is, um, it's, it's in Tanzania and it's one of the biggest cities, one of the biggest cities. It it was basically a stop off evening for us. And we were catching a ferry to, to go to Zanzibar the next day. So we had to stay there. Um, but I mean, it was just, just the the hottest and most humid night and you're staying in these tents and we're, I mean, we're all sleeping naked, you know, because it's just, it's, it's It's so hot. And, uh, on the way back from Zanzibar, we had to stay there again. And now we'd all learned from, from the experience before, you know, so we all kind of upgraded and we, we upgrade, we use the word very uh, (laughs) loosely. Because, you know, it's still not the best um, accommodations. But, you know, regardless, us and our two uh, friends that we'd made on the trip, we um, we ended up getting Upgrading one of these little to lodges, to this little, yeah, little bungalow. And it was Steve and I in a single bed, you know, head to toe kind of With the mosquito net over us. And then... And then we had this bottle of water with us, and um, it, was, it, was, it was a big bottle. Yeah. And the next morning, we looked at the bottle, and it was empty. And we were like, what's going on? And we looked at the bottom, and rats had obviously chewed into this bottle. So, yes, I mean, this is this is our memory. But, again, one of the fondest because we look back on it and laugh. And, you yeah, know, I think we've been fortunate to, <laughs> to not fortunate. have any crazy, crazy experiences. Bad ones, Really, yeah. really bad. But I think – We've been sick uh, yes. a few times, and we've ended up in the hospital a few times. So yeah. those memories are, are not the fondest. That happened in Chiang Mai, uh, Thailand, and Namibia. And Namibia, I got violently and ill. India. And India, yeah. you got ill. So yeah, uh, you know, it's I think because you're changing locations and different foods, you get you get sick very easily. Yeah, and I think it's also taught us that this full-time travel thing it's 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 more like a sport so we we've become a, a little wiser from all of it and and we try and look after our health a lot more now um when we do these jobs we make sure that we have two or three days in the location on either side of the job so that we can sleep uh you know and hydrate if and if we're doing it ourselves we take it a lot slower yeah so I think we've slowed our travel down yeah. a hell of a lot over the last few years because when we first started, it was let's see as much as we can. Yeah. Now we're like, let's just do stuff a bit so slower. Probably, it, it could be old age as yeah, well, right? We, <laughs> we are 33 years old. Yeah, we're getting older. So, um, but but it it has made us a lot more health conscious and you know hydrating more, taking vitamins daily, that kind of thing. 
Definitely. And I like to talk to you about your experiences just to see all the different things you've been through in your travels, because with travel comes, you know, the good, the bad, but it's how you handle all of that and how you look back on that. And I love that you guys have this this positivity to you that even though you have these bad experiences, you know, getting sick or uh, having a really hot camping day. You, you look back on them fondly still and you have this, this positivity about the two of you that, you know, it's just a part of the life of travel. And I love that. And I want to know how, how has travel, how has all these experiences affected your relationship together? <laughs> wow. Well, we're getting married next year. So <laughs> I think it's, yeah, I think it's cemented it. I think it was like, it was a bit of a test. Yeah, if we, could, if we could get through it, then we knew we, we could stay with each other. We've, we've pretty much spent half our relationship on the road, which is pretty crazy, crazy. as well yeah, to think of so it that way. I definitely think it's uh, cemented it, uh, but a lot of ups and downs. And I think that just looking at it from a big picture, looking back on it and what we've been through and what we've been able to achieve is pretty inspiring for us. Because we know there's going to be lots of challenges in the future, especially if you want to start a family or buy a house and settle down somewhere and get back into more of that kind of a routine. There's going to be challenges. And if we've done well up until now, I don't see why we can't do going forward. 100%. Definitely, definitely. So, I mean, when you're planning a trip uh, across the world or a road trip, camping trip, there's so much that goes into this. Um, you know, booking the flights, booking the hotels, uh, coordinating uh, itinerary. Who takes care of all this? Do you guys have set plans on who takes care of what? We actually have a private travel person working for us 24-7. <laughs> No, I'm joking. No, no, no. Chanel we definitely does, don't. does most of it. <laughs> no, I do. Yeah, I, w- I would say I do most of it. Um, I do ask Steve to help me sometimes with the accommodation, just to read reviews and make sure that where we're going to be staying that night isn't too dodgy. <laughs> but um, I've got one single spreadsheet that has logged every single uh, hotel, Two train, times. plane, uh, bus, you name it. It's in one spread. Um, yeah. So it's it's actually pretty clean and organized. Yeah, it's not bad. Gotcha. So does this make Steve-O the less organized one, or are you both pretty organized? (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, definitely. Like, I forget a lot of things where where I misplace a lot of things. Although I do tend to um, get quite anxious because I think about all the solutions. So Mm. I'm still quite calculated in a way, Mm. but I'm definitely not organized. And I think you're very much focused on the smaller details. and Yeah, attention to detail, yeah. yeah. Now, I didn't ask that, Steve-O, to put you on the spot or anything, but I've I, I found with uh, interviewing many different couples now that that seems to be the thing. Either one couple is, well, one side of the couple is good at, you know, organization and planning, and the other one, not so much, but you have this, uh, you play off each other's strengths, and it really helps you in your travels and in your relationship. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that's, that's one thing we've learned, um, you know, being inseparable 24 seven for four years is that y- you, you can't, um, try and outdo the other person. It just doesn't work in, in whatever respect, whether that be, um, on a personal level or, you know, with our work. I mean, we also business partners. So, um, we, we have to play to each other's strengths and it, it just makes everything better. It makes the whole process flow better. It makes us happier. Because we're not always, you know, butting heads. So um, that's one thing we've learned. Mm-hmm. 
Now, you two have been to many different places, and um, I want to know, is there a destination, is there a place that is on the top of your list that you would want to return back to it? Or is there a destination that you would recommend to another couple that has the exact same interests as the two of you? Yes, Japan. Japan has to be the one that we want to go back to. Yeah. Uh, I think maybe we would do it in winter this time. I don't know. Yeah. And it's just, it's a phenomenal country and we saw, we saw a fair amount of it, but I think there's always more to see. And so I'll definitely also say that uh, everyone out there should visit it, but there are lots more. There's there's also another one that comes to mind, um, and we, we have actually booked to go back to it, is uh, Namibia. So um, just, you know, it's it's strange for us because it's across the border from our home country, and we traveled around the world for a whole year before realizing that one of the most beautiful places in the world is just, you know, neighboring our country. And uh, I would definitely recommend that couples, you know, who are into outdoor and uh, creativity and photography would um, hire a, a, a one of those souped up cars where you have tent on the roof mm-hmm. and the kitchen sink in the back and um, you just road trip through Namibia. And we are going to be doing that as part of our pre-wedding celebration. So we're inviting all our guests to join us while we do another road trip in Namibia. It, it's just it's such a phenomenal country as well. Incredible, yeah. And uh, Namib- no, sorry, Namibia looks so incredible, the desert and everything that's got going on in there. You two have been there before? Yes, yes. So we, we went there yeah, a year after we left. Um, we, we, I mean, we barely scraped the, the surface, the surface of it. There's, there's so much to see, and, and we're hoping next year to see a little more. We want to go see the coastline as well, as well as the um, watering holes with all the wildlife in the north, because we didn't do that last time. Amazing, yeah. And uh, I want to wrap this part of the interview up by asking if there's a couple out there that wants to start living uh, more of a travel lifestyle or wants to get out and travel more together, do you have any advice in terms of their relationship and travel for them? It all depends on their personalities, but I would say get out there and travel as much as you can in your home country first, just to get a feel of how you two travel together and also discuss what you like. Because I think a lot of people don't understand what they like until they started traveling. I mean, I'm very outdoor focused and Chanel is also, I mean, you've become that. Mm, I have. If you've we, turned me. <laughs> if you just wanted to spend time in five-star resorts, I mean, which is cool, but I wanted to go and hike a mountain, I think the relationship would suffer and you would probably end You'd up, end up holidaying by yourself, yeah, essentially. Yeah, not, not traveling full-time. So if you definitely yeah. want to do this as a serious full-time traveler, find out what you both like and then play to those strengths and do a little test run and just be patient because a lot of stuff's going to happen. You're going to be in situations you can't prepare for and you just need to react to it. Mm-hmm. And I like that advice because travel, there's so many different types of travel. And like you said, I mean, some some people just want to sit at a resort and other people want to get out and travel. And those those two different types of travel don't really mix well. But if you can, you know, work with each other to, to mix you know, that in your trip, it, it, it'll work together, I guess. 
And if, you know, if there is a situation where one person just wants to chill on a beach and the other does want to do a little adventure stuff, I mean, there's always a compromise, right? So you can do one month doing beautiful Canada and hiking, and then you can do one month in beautiful Croatia just chilling. So there is that as well, that the other person kind of gives in uh, for, you know, what the other person wants. Exactly, for a, a little bit of time. Definitely, definitely. Now, I want to start talking about how far from home and everything that you've got going on over there. But starting with, where did that name come from? So that name originated um, from an idea which we had on our Instagram back in the day when we first started. And our Instagram's evolved a little bit now, but originally it was... We, we had the traveling chalkboard and we would have this chalkboard and we would measure the exact distance we were away from Johannesburg. And we would write it down on the board, take the photo, post it on Instagram. That would be our project. And as we traveled more, the number increased. And, and so, you know, as we got further from home, we would travel more. And yeah. So so that's how, yeah, that's how it started. I think we, we kept that um, Instagram photo project going for about two years. And then we kind of reached a a plateau, you know, creatively. And we were like, no, we need to do more. We need to push off because we felt like we were just taking the same photos over and over and we wanted to push our photography. And so we, we kind of stopped it, but every now and then we'll throw the board in. I mean, I'm, I'm still, I'm still logging how far we travel. So <laughs> it's still there. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, where did this all begin? Did it begin with the Instagram and then you transitioned towards uh, creating the website and everything else? So I would say in our year leading up to our departure, um, when we were saving and, and kind of planning everything, we, we said to ourselves that we wanted to document the journey in, in some way. I was very much getting into photography at that stage. Steve basically taught me everything I know. So we wanted to play with photography as, as the form of documentation. And, and we thought, well, let's do it through Instagram and let's also launch the blog so we can write a little bit more of a diary as well. So we can look back on it in a, in a year's time or whatever. Um, so the blog and Instagram launched at the same time, just before we left. And then we grew to do a little bit of YouTube, a little bit of Facebook. Um, but yeah, that's how it started. Nice. And obviously as creatives, this was kind of a, uh, an easy progression for the two of you. Did, uh, you obviously had, uh, this creative background to the two of you. Um, did you always, were the, both of you always on the same page about where to go with this, uh, creatively? I think, I think that's the best question you could have asked because um, every single day we have the same, we ask ourselves the same question because it, we have very different ideas of where we want the brand to go sometimes, but also sometimes we're very much on the same page. And I think that's just the way it goes with creative work and um, our journey as a whole. And But from the beginning, we knew we wanted to document it and we knew we wanted to brand ourselves because we would studied branding and it was kind of what we wanted to do. We, we, we always dreamt of having this personal brand that we could just work on. And it's now become something a lot more than just something we do on a weekend. It's now a full time job, really. Yeah. And I think, I mean, we laughed because the only time Steve and I have small disagreements, I'm going to call them small disagreements, um, is 
because of work. It's always because of creative stuff, you know, whether I decide something should be red and Steve says it should be pink or, I mean, that's a very stupid example, but you know, it's the only time we argue is, is over creative direction. And it's, we think, I mean, I think from the outside, it, it's probably good because it's if we were always, you know, agreeing with the other person, we wouldn't progress and our work wouldn't develop and evolve. So I think a little bit of creative banter is good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, traveling is difficult. It can be difficult enough for a couple, but also adding in this business element and not only the business element, but creativity and, uh, you know, coming together, this collaboration that can add a whole different aspect to the relationship for sure. hundred yeah, percent. It's a, it's, it's a tough one, but the most rewarding as well at the same time, it, yeah. it makes life interesting. <laughs> Absolutely. So who takes care of what with everything? Who takes care of the Instagram, the photography, the blog, all of this, how does this get br- broken down? It's, it's, it's such a, it's such a mix. Um, yeah. Chanel was always kind of head of, blog and mm-hmm. I kind of had some stuff to say about it and we both ran the Instagram account um, together from day one and then you ran YouTube and then I ran YouTube for a bit, time, uh, yeah. that project kind of took a backseat just as we got busier and busier and I mean these days Chanel edits all of the Insta stories and we both edit the photos and I try to focus as much as I can on video and crafting video. So it's, it's kind of a, a mix. Eh? It's, it's, I think it's healthy for us as well to, to kind of choose project leads on a few projects. I mean, we've got some clients that, you know, Steve will handle unanimously. It's just him. It's his baby. Um, I'm not involved at all. And then there'll be some projects where 90% of the time it's me chatting to the client and then I bring Steven at the end. So it's, it's strange. It's, it's as if, I don't know, they, these projects naturally gravitate to us and then we kind of just say, okay, well, you handle that. But yeah, like Steve said, the, the Instagram stuff is, is very much an even split, I'd say. Gotcha. Now, with travel alone, that's like a full-time job. But then when you add in everything else that's going on, I mean, you're just adding in a full another full-time job on top of that. It amazes me how much uh, people can do when they're on the road. Do you guys have a... Um do you have any advice for how to balance all of this? I know you guys mentioned earlier that you, you started to slow down your travels a little bit. Like, what else are you doing to kind of balance all of this and, and maybe create a routine during a day? How do you go about it? You know, it amazes us that we get this much done as well. And, and sometimes we look at ourselves and we're like, wow, like, and how also it amazes us how little we get done in a day. On As some well. days, I mean, today yeah. I'll be, it's been a really slow day for me, just getting stuff done. You have obstacles in the way and you just need to sort out a lot of admin. But mm. I think we do work, funny enough, I think we do work longer hours than we did back home. But I think when it's for yourself and you see the immediate benefit of it, uh, I think you don't you don't mind it as much. But we try to stick to routine wherever possible, but it's completely um random areas i think um you know the the nice thing is that we've got times where we're traveling and we're uh you know out there and we're exploring we're capturing all the content and then there's times where we're slowing it 
it down and we're sleeping and we're, um, you know, catching up and then editing our work and, you know, trying to get back into exercise. So there's definitely a balance, you know, of a few weeks of this, a few weeks of that. And and then you start again and you do another three weeks of a crazy capturing content trip. So um, it's, it's so sporadic, but I think it's also, that's what keeps us charged because if, if we were to just do the boring, not, not the boring, I don't want to call it the boring time. It's more also admin, the more admin the side. Time. You know, if we only did that, then we'd go crazy. And if we only did the, the exploring, we'd burn out. So I think, you know, doing it in, in segments is definitely some advice I think I would give. Um, you know, do three week stints or two week stints or month stints, however long suits you and, and mix it up because it keeps it interesting. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And, uh, Going back to everything that you've got going on, the Instagram, the blog, everything like that, what has been the most valuable channel for the two of you to grow your business? A hundred percent, it's been Instagram. I mean, from the beginning, you know, it was it, it was where the name started, it was where the passion project started, and and from there, we've made friends, we've made, uh, we've networked, we've connected with brands and and clients who are now our friends, and. Um, 100% it's been, it's been a little insta. Gotcha. So I want to talk to you about quickly about your, um, you've got a online course and you've got an ebook based solely around, you know, traveling the world, you're getting out there and kickstarting your around the world journey. Uh, what can people expect from these, these, this course, this ebook, like what, what is this going to tackle, uh, in their lives? I think it just it, it sets you up in terms of the mental side and what you need to prepare before traveling. We talk about finances. We talk about how to make the most of your travel, how to plan your travels, pretty much everything we've learned across. Uh, I mean, this was when did we bring this out about a year and a half ago? Two years ago. Two years yeah. ago. So everything up until then. And I don't think much has changed. Um, it's it's basically, yeah, it's everything that we've learned along the way. Yeah, and, and, you know, tips for budgeting and, like, how to pack and what to pack and what to take with you, what to leave behind. Um, yeah, wow, it's like yeah. 40 little classes in there, I think. Yeah, I definitely think if we had that before we left, we, it would have been beneficial. So if anyone is considering it it does it does give you an insight into what life on the road is is like and how to like you say budget for it and it it basically it's a lot of planning when it comes down to it so we just we discuss what needs to be planned and what uh, doesn't and it's such a perfect resource uh, for maybe that couple that wants to get out there and travel more or that couple that is looking to start this travel lifestyle. It's it's best to, you know, invest into something that will start you out on the right foot, especially together as a couple. Exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, uh, do you have any other advice you would give that couple that wants to start this travel lifestyle? Any more uh, ending advice that you would give them? Um, I just think think of your purpose, what you want to do it for. Uh, it's always good to have an idea. I think a lot of our friends have traveled for the sake of taking a gap year, but they end up coming back. And I think if you want to do this long term, you need a purpose and you need to have you need to do it for a reason and just make sure you're doing it for that reason so when you're out there you can look back at it and go am i ticking all the boxes that i want to tick am i seeing all the things and doing all the things that i want to do for the right reasons 
uh, take it from there. And I think also it depends on what life stage you're at, right? Because if you're, if you've just finished school and like Steve said, this is more of a gap year kind of thing, then, uh, you know, I mean, it would be a great time to, to test a relationship at that age. Um, but I think as you mature a little bit and, and as you get older, um, your, your goals and your purpose change. So 100%. I mean, for us, strangely, you know, when we, when we did this, we never, let you know we never left thinking that we would turn this into a full-time job we left wanting one year off to get creatively inspired and and we honestly thought that we were going to come back but somehow that just never happened and I think because we pursued um, our passions and and wanted to do what we love every single day it, it somehow worked out and I think for a lot of people you know with with this day I mean I don't need to say with this day and age and the internet like there's so many op- possibilities of jobs that can be done anywhere so if it is something that you want to do you know do the research and and see what how you can how you can develop this traveling lifestyle into a full-time lifestyle not just a a gap or a a small break Mm -hmm. chanel stevo excellent excellent advice and i want to end this with one last question and it's a question that we've been starting to ask our guests as of late and take your time when answering this it is, what is one thing you wish you had known before starting this lifestyle together? Okay. Yeah, I don't want to get too philosophical about this, but how small the world is, everyone's actually very similar. And the grass isn't always greener on the other side. I think that's, we, we left thinking we're going to find paradise. We're going to find these places that are so much better than home, that are um, going to change the way we live. But everyone actually, when you look at it and you spend time with them, they all live the same and they all have similar problems, just slightly different. And I think it's just about enjoying the smaller things in travel rather than having this big idea that everything's going to just be paradise. And for me, I think um, just that it's all going to work out. Yeah. So there's no need to stress or worry or, you know, fear, you know, what am I actually doing? I've sold everything I have and, you know, I'm going to have to start again. Like it'll all work out in the end. I, I wish I'd known that because then I would have worried less and enjoyed the journey a bit more. Absolutely. And there you have it. Chanel and Steve-O sharing their travel stories with you today on the To The Nations Worldwide Travel Couple Podcast. I want to say a very special thank you to our guests. Thank you guys so much for taking the time out of your day to join me on this episode. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Yeah, that was really fun. And I just want to give you to the floor. Uh, Tell our audience where's the best way to find you online. Where's the best way to reach out to you? Anything you want to leave them with? Cool. So, um, obviously our Instagram account, you can find us on at how far from home. We do check the DMs quite regularly. So <laughs> feel free to message us. Um, obviously our website, howfarfromhome.com. And yeah, there's YouTube. There's YouTube. Stuff happening on YouTube yes. Hopefully towards uh, the end of the year. End of the into year next going year. into next year. Big stuff planned. Yeah. Thank you to all of our listeners out there, to the nations worldwide. We cannot express our appreciation enough for having you listen to today's episode. Visit us at travelcouplepodcast.com slash 55. That's this episode, episode number 55, show notes page. Learn about everything that Chanel and Steve will have going on over there at How Far From Home. And leave a comment on the page. Let us know about your travels with your significant other. We'll be sure to get back to you if you'd be so 
so kind, please subscribe to this podcast. Leave us a review. This really helps us get this podcast out there. We'd also love to hear from you. I know we see so many uh, people listening to this show each and every week and the numbers are growing, but we want to hear from you. We want to actually be able to get some feedback from you or let us know what we're doing uh, right, what we're doing wrong, how we can improve this. So contact us at contact at to the nations worldwide.com. That's contact at to the nationsworldwide.com to let us know uh, what you think of the Travel Couple podcast. This is Mike Pletz and Natalie hoping you have a wonderful adventure to the nations worldwide.